0: So, yikes. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for being with us every day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsulius, alongside my producer Steve Granado. Steve. <laughs> Woo, that was
1: something. Woo, woo, that was something. Uh, Coming up later in the show, it's Fan Mail Friday. As always, you can send us your questions every single day. As a matter of fact, we're not just asking for questions on Thursdays anymore. Um, You can ask uh, ask a question any single time. Uh, throughout the week just drop them in the comment section here on our youtube channel and we will answer them on friday we have a fan question coming up later on in the show Uh, we want to talk about mlb rule changes there was some interesting uh, information that came out about them we'll talk about that in our second segment but stacy game one loss was rough 11 to 2 final against the twins uh let's start with johnny Brito.
0: Oof, poor johnny Brito. we were talking about after his first two starts, and it was just one of those games where nothing was going right for the Yankees and everything was going right for the Twins, especially in that first inning that felt never ending. That inning was so long. I think it, it was like finally ended. Minutes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the only reason why the game went as long as it did. And it still didn't go that long, but the first inning, woof, he just. He wasn't locating, and then when he needed to throw over the plate to try and do something, the twins were just tattooing the
1: ball. I mean, I... Here's, here's something I noticed, mm-hmm. and see, so tell me if you noticed this as well. So, Brito had pretty good movement. hmm The problem was is where the ball was winding up. Right. So he was having some really good action on his fastball. Right. But it was breaking directly upper middle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. Like there, that's the downside. Sometimes uh, there's, there's two downsides to having good movement on your pitches. That is the anomaly is <laughs> where it's breaking to directly where you don't want it to break. Yeah. And then there's days where it's breaking too much and you don't know where it's going to go in a bad way where it's missing the zone. Right. right? Obviously, the the what you want is it for it to break directly into the to the four quadrants, into the four corners. Yeah. Um. Or start in on the plate and and break off of it, or start off of the plate and break onto it. Uh. Those are what you want to happen. But there are days where the ball is moving right, but it's you're not for whatever reason putting it to where it needs to be put. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think that was just the day for Johnny Brito. So that if you're looking for a silver lining for Johnny burrito on that outing, I think that's it. Um, and I think that's probably what they're going to look at when they go look at video today. Oh yeah. Uh, or tomorrow before his next start in a couple of days. Um, I wouldn't foresee this either way. However, this outing would have went, I don't think it, it drops him out of the rotation right now. Um, and I think that's one of the things they're going to be looking at. It's like, well, yes, results weren't there. Um, but it's like you said, just one of those days. And I think again, that's gonna be one of the things that they point to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause there I was in all the articles I was reading too, uh, post-game comments from Brito, from Boone, from Higashioka, basically just saying they're gonna study the game film, see what was going on. He's gonna, you know, Matt Blake's gonna sit with him, they're gonna look at everything and figure things out. But it, yeah it's just one of those games that they happen you know and a loss is a loss it's just going to show up as a loss in you know the grand scheme of things out of one of 162 no one's going to think back to april 13th and, oh well they lost 11 to you know later in the season that doesn't matter a loss is a loss. but man that bumps his era up <laughs> a lot yeah,
1: 6.75 now <laughs> yeah um, but yeah i'm not too concerned about Brito. his first two starts very encouraging his second start or rather his first start with all the strikeouts, uh, which was, a, uh, I wouldn't say uncharacteristic, um, but the, not the norm for him throughout his minor league career. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just seeing, uh, seeing those strikeouts really pile up something we saw on a, on a few occasions last season, at triple a, um, but yeah, it's, it's still encouraging signs. Again, a lot of movement from Johnny, um, If you're looking for that silver lining again, that that's your main takeaway from Johnny Brito. But Anthony Rizzo, if, if you're also looking for a takeaway.
0: Yeah. Rizzo was basically the only guy who did anything. The Yankees only got four hits. He got three of them. Two of them were home runs. And when games like that happen, I always joke about, you know, oh, at least it's not a shutout, you know, when they're down by nine 10 runs in the beginning of the game uh Rizzo got his first home run in the third inning and his second home run in the ninth inning and um yeah I mean it's a good sign from him he's not having any issues with his back as I knock on wood so far so uh so far so good for him um you know it's just kind of funny that I mean he literally was the entire offense (laughs) last
1: night I have a dumb question I I have a thought we're gonna talk about rule changes here in the second segment so make sure to stick around for that I have a rule change mm. and I've been thinking about this for years <laughs> and I think it would but before I say it because I know it's going to be controversial mm. let me first say that I think this rule change won't make that big of a difference but it will give our game a stupid wrinkle mm. which I love baseball for because it has so many stupid little things about it that I love it so much I think there should be a white flag rule That a team has a white flag, a literal white flag in the dugout (laughs) that they can use at any time to end a game. For whatever reason, they don't have to give an answer or or, a reason to the umpire. All the manager has to do is step out of the dugout and wave the white flag and the game is over. As long as they're losing, obviously.
0: Right. See my... my... And and
1: so, because... (laughs) With all, like, the dumb male grandstanding that there is in baseball, mm-hmm. what manager in their right mind is going to be the first one to use it? That's true. Who is going to actually step out of the dugout and admit defeat like that? That's because true. Because there is legitimate, like, <laughs> advantage, like, like, game time advantages, like, season advantages to just quitting, right? Yeah, because you don't have to use certain people out of the bullpen. Exactly. You can save. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And – to do that, especially like it, it does. There is no winning in that in quite literal senses, because if you do it at home, especially if you do it at home in Yankee Stadium, mm. <laughs> so many moves, so oh many God. moves. If oh. you did it on the road, like they're they're pounded on you. Yeah, like it's it's and like owners would be upset because they lost concession sale. It's obviously this would never happen. But your thoughts on the white flag rule.
0: Well, it's funny that you brought that up because my brother thinks there should be a mercy rule that after a certain point, like if a team's down by 12 runs after six innings, there's probably no chance of them ever possibly scoring 13 to tie the game. He has like a certain number of runs that need to be done, and he wants that so badly for yeah. MLB. I have to tell him about this white flag idea, though, but well, you're that's right. that's what I'm
1: saying is that this, this, this takes the onus off of that rule. Right. It still, in theory, keeps it in that type of thing in place. Yeah. But – But you're right. Who would want to be the first to do it? Who would be the first manager to admit defeat like that? And what's the threshold? Yeah, is eight runs enough? Do like, do they look at the lineup in the in the ninth? You know, going into the bottom of the ninth and see they're down by six and realize it's not worth doing it, or like, oh, we don't want to waste that arm in the top of the ninth? Like, what? At what point? What is the threshold to where they're saying, screw it?
0: That's interesting. Let us know in the comments what you think about this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, I've had that thought for a few years. Again, admittedly, it's dumb, it will never happen, Um, but I think it would be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of things that are funny. Yeah. IKF on the mound. Yeah. We found a spot for him. We did, we found a spot for him.
0: He uh, worked around a single, he threw like a 36-ish mile an hour EFIS. It kind of got away from him, but still it was. Oh, kinda? Yeah. (laughs) All right, it got away directly.
1: Not, not even over his head, over the top of the bat. Yeah, three feet wide and behind and to the backstop. I think that got away from him.
0: Yeah, that would be like me trying to throw a ball. Um, I will say we went on vacation as a family to Florida to boardwalk and baseball, and I remember my brother was probably about ten at the time, and he threw a ball like thirty-six miles an hour. It was like one of those pitch speed things and I was so impressed. I was like, wow, he threw a whole thirty-six miles an hour. But when you see a grown man do it, it's kind of funny Yeah.
1: But yeah, they found
0: a place for IKF. He could be a
1: relief pitcher. Who knew? I thought they would have I thought they would have thrown Oswaldo. Though. I thought like, they would have thrown Oswaldo
0: I was thinking the same thing.
1: I was oh, well. thinking the same thing. Oh well. That's just how it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, IKF for relief. If you were a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a lefty he'd be a legitimate bullpen option right now yeah um no he would not be a legitimate bullpen no, no. Uh, but that'd be funny
0: mm-hmm.
1: anyway uh lopsided games they're yeah. always interesting stacy mm-hmm. they're always interesting even though they're not right because you get something like that i mean last you know remember we got the we got the what was it rizzo pitching when he was in chicago oh yeah yeah. You got see Rizzo pitch, you know, we can see those you know, against Freddie Freeman, like all those dumb moments are, are super free struck out Freddie Freeman. Um, yeah. I do love those. So that, that is where the mercy rule, you lose that. Yeah. Right. You yeah. lose those moments. And admittedly, they're kind of more fun for online discourse than they are for sitting some, and waiting right. two hours for that to actually happen. Yes. Um, yeah. it's more fun when you just, you're scrolling on Twitter. like, Oh, huh. Anthony Rizzo pitched. <laughs> that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also just the proliferation of position players pitching has kind of taken it away from me a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's become a, a little too common. It's, too, it's a, a
1: legitimate tactic now.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly it. It's not novel. It's not a novelty anymore. It actually has become a thing that managers have in the back of their mind. They think of guys, okay, he can probably pitch an inning. We don't have to burn out the bullpen. We have someone who plays infield who can throw the ball, maybe 80 miles an hour. Let's put him in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you think about this. Obviously, as a game, it's a wash. It's over. It's done. Game two tonight. So uh, you, you turn the page and you move on. That's just kind of how games like this go. But let us know how you feel about everything we talked about here. How about IKF as a pitcher? Uh, Anthony Rizzo, Jenny Burrito. Um, how do you feel about my white flag rule? Don't yell at me. I'm uh, a gentle soul. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we have uh, some information about the rule changes and how they have affected the game statistically. Um, And also we have a poll that we asked you about Oswaldo Cabrera. So we're going to talk about that in just a second.
0: Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. I've been using it for a few years, and I've had them cancel more than one subscription for me. And they also let you know if your bank balance is getting too low, which is great for me because i usually don't pay attention to that stuff and you get the warning on your phone so it's really cool um so stop throwing your money away cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com locked on mlb that's rocketmoney.com locked on mlb And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. And you get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you you never have to check your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on mlb for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
1: Back here on Locked On Yankees, our second segment. Hey, we want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day to the everydayers out there next week on the show. Of course, some big series. The Angels coming to town, the Blue Jays as well. Shohei, Trout, Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette. Um, bunch of fun. Bunch of fun. So make sure to stick around. Of course, on Monday, we're going to recap uh, the Garrett Cole versus Pablo Lopez game. That's going to be a big one. Very, very excited for that Sunday rematch. Uh of this series Uh, first Stacy as mentioned we had a poll that we asked uh, the other day here on Lockdown Yankees after Oswaldo Cabrera's big hit we asked you this here over on your YouTube side and again remember to hit subscribe that way you can be a part of these polls Frenchy Cordero is scorching hot but Oswaldo Cabrera uh, his clutch ninth inning go ahead RBI won the game in the series for New York on Wednesday do you think with the logjam and battles for playing time Oswaldo will start to get more at bats has he earned them What would you do if you were Aaron Boone? Play him every day or platoon him. uh, Over 100 respondents, 84% saying play Oswaldo every day. That is a wide margin, Stacey. Yeah. Uh, Your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised by how wide it is, actually, because usually our polls are kind of close when we put them out on YouTube. But, yeah, people are overwhelmingly thinking oswaldo needs to play every day and it seems that way because it feels like the more bats he gets the better he gets obviously at um hitting he'll hit more if he has more at bats and it's more regular playing time for him and He's just, I mean, I say it all the time. He's amazing. They can plug him in anywhere and he's just, you know, okay, I'll make a catch against the wall, even though I've never played here. Or I'll do this. It's fine. He's just, he's great. I mean, every team should have an Oswaldo Cabrera where you can just plug,
1: plug some guy in anywhere and he does well. It's amazing. Um, some, some comments that we got here on it. Uh, this is calling coming from why not eighteen nineteen? Franchi and right Cabrera and left judge and center. Your thoughts. I saw that. I saw that comment.
0: Um, for the time being? Sure. I mean, until Bader comes back, why not? Because they're still he's on his way, by the way, he's, he's
1: progressing. Well, yeah,
0: yes. Thank goodness. And uh, actually, most of the injured guys seem to be progressing well. So that's a good sign for the Yankees. Um, but yeah, I don't mind that at all for now.
1: Uh, play the high other, hand. <laughs> other comments Alex Korean with how many position pl- positions Cabrera can play um, and for Boone wanting to rest all his starters there's no reason Cabrera shouldn't be in the lineup somewhere in pretty much every an everyday capacity Christopher Woodson commented back saying I feel that he could play anywhere if needed any day good players find themselves in the lineup somewhere consistently
0: true like we said in the first segment surprised he wasn't the one pitching <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah fair <laughs> fair <laughs> Um, again, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That way you can always be a part of our YouTube polls. We try and put out at least two a week. Um, and we're always asking you what's going on. And of course, that's also where we get your feedback and you tailor the show. See, we put out that question and you directly answer it and Hey, we're talking about it. So Your comments can be read on the show as well. You can always be a part of it. Make sure uh, to join in. Stacy, we had also mentioned uh, the MLB rule changes. They put out uh, kind of some propaganda about it, uh, (laughs) to be frank. Uh, But yes, the rule changes are making a significant impact. And it looks like not a lot of people are complaining anymore. It's almost like I told you so two months ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of the people who were complaining about how quickly the games are going. Although I feel like there is a difference, though. The people watching on TV are liking how quickly the games are going, but the people who were there in person are kind of like, "Whoa, this is really quick. We we need more time to do the things that we normally do <laughs> when we
1: watch games." I've been to two games, mm-hmm. uh, two Angels games, uh, Angels Dodgers and Angels Blue Jays opening day. I mean, I also watched a hundred and. 20 whatever games last season or triple a with the pitch clock. And there was one second shorter on either side, 14 seconds and 19 seconds. So even quicker in theory, mm-hmm. uh, but the rule changes, uh, this is, this is what they put out in case you missed it. Uh, this is through April 12th, uh, nine inning games are down exactly 30 minutes um from 307 to 237 that's how long a game should be
0: come on yeah no really because they used to be that um, long yeah
1: <laughs> offense is up uh from eight runs a game to 9.4 averages uh, this one is the big one uh, averages up 20 points mm-hmm. so remember we did not have the shift band at AAA last year yeah um I mean we keep calling it the shift band it's not a band you can it's still not a band. Shift. It just it's a it's a raining in yeah it doesn't have the same ring to it uh, but that that's the one I don't know how about about you uh that that's the one that really stuck out to me is 20 points that's not that's, small
0: yeah no that's big yeah like you'll I, I th- that was the one that I thought was going to make the biggest difference out of everything um because you know the guys that you saw batting averages were so low and I know people don't like paying attention to batting average you look at the other numbers but there were some batting averages when you look at these guys last year you know hovering around like 210 220 and you know, that was like unheard of. Like if you were yeah. batting 210, 220, you weren't starting. You weren't no, playing because gone. you would not be in the lineup with a with yeah. an average that bad. So that, yeah, that one jumped out to me.
1: That's a big jump. Uh, stolen bases up 1.7 uh, per nine inning game. The highest since 2012. They didn't show the stats for last year. Um, Again, kind of propaganda Um, yeah. <laughs> Just to show, hey, we were right. But they were right. And I told you. I've told everybody that from the very beginning. I, I've been singing the praises of the pitch clock. And also, can, can I just gripe? Sure. I hate the word pitch timer.
0: Pitch. Oh. Pitch timer? Because that's what
1: they're, they've are they officially branded it as the pitch timer.
0: Oh, no. I don't like that It's either.
1: the pitch clock. It yeah, just is like, the pitch clock. Right. <laughs> I, it drives me nuts. And also, sweeper. I hate it. I hate the word sweeper. I hate it so much.
0: You know, it's really funny because... I only really started noticing that this year, and I thought to myself. Because it's only a thing this year. Right. It's new. Right. Why people... are we all just
1: randomly saying sweeper? I tweeted about this, and I feel like a lot of people are feeling this right now. Why out of nowhere? Just sweeper.
0: Because I thought I missed something, and I thought, oh, my God, did I miss a new No, you being didn't decimated? miss anything.
1: We all collectively missed an email from Major League Baseball <laughs> to all Bally affiliates, and yes, and all RSNs hey by the way it's a sweeper now yeah and they're like okay i guess but i i don't know i feel like i'm the only one screaming about this
0: yeah because i noticed it during a spring training game you know in the yes score bug it popped up sweeper and i'm
1: like the hell's a sweeper <laughs> so here's the thing again i've talked about it a million times i'm an angels fan i've gone to a couple of angels games so they implemented a new thing at angel stadium that has uh the pitch like what the pitch is mm-hmm. uh like on the video board which they didn't used to have and I think that when they implemented that, knowing how the inner workings of Major League Baseball work yeah. with years of working indirectly with them, mm-hmm. and how sometimes it's kind of a mess <laughs> to be to be nice about it. When you go to Angel Stadium, and what I think someone is throwing a sweeper, I don't think that information is in the system yet. Oh, because at Angel Stadium it says unknown.
0: Really? Okay, that's <laughs> yes. funny.
1: It literally says unknown. Wow. Huh. So I think I think if I had to take a guess, that system has not been updated yet. Major <laughs> League Baseball rebranded it. Yeah. And someone is manually going in there and putting in sweeper like into game day or something to that effect. Maybe it's just Angel Stadium in particular because that's it's funny major league ball club i've gone to this year but that's happening anyway uh what do you guys think about the rule changes uh what a can of worms i just asked for uh <laughs> let us know in the comment section as always we're gonna take our last break uh we got a fan question and it's actually pretty interesting um i had to do some research on it so we'll answer that when we come back
0: Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game that I've played in a long time, and I always thought that I could be a Major League GM, but it turns out it's not that easy. And if you've had the same thought and fantasized about being Brian Cashman, download Pro Baseball GM immediately. You get to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise. You play through the seasons, and you lead your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. You're responsible for hiring the coaches, the staff, managing the money, scouting and drafting players, and you manage through difficult personalities and injuries, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season all of this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to locked on yankees listeners get a 100 percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in the game stores so make sure to check it out to download the game just visit probaseballgm.com scan the code or look it up in the app stores that's probaseballgm.com Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today.
1: Back here on Locked on Yankees, our final segment of the week. We had a question here. Of course, you can always ask us questions here for Fan Mail Friday. Always drop a comment, and we are watching this. This is coming from a couple of days ago. This is coming from Danny Wagner. Hey, thanks, Danny, for joining in on the show. Asked me, or asked us, rather, Essentially me. Uh, <laughs> what happens now if Florial were to be brought up during the season? Can the Yankees start sending him back to the minors since he went through waivers already? So remember, he was uh, sent down. He was essentially outrighted or assigned, however you want to, whatever. There's a bunch of words for it. He was sent back down to AAA when he couldn't be sent down. So he went through the waiver process. Nobody claimed him. And then he went down and he's been playing with Scranton. He's been leading off, by the way, uh, for oh. the Um, uh, which he did all last season, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the process and I want to thank, uh, our friend of the show, Connor Foley for helping me figure this out because I, I asked him, uh, he talked to Florial the other day about this whole situation. Um, and then he also learned some things about it. So this is what happens now. If the Yankees were to call Florial up and wanted to send him back down, he would be designated for an assignment. There would be a grace period essentially hmm. between when he. I don't know how to say it. just there's a there's a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, this process essentially allows time for the Yankees to open up trade options okay. if the Yankee. So he is still a member of the Yankees at this time, and the Yankees could elect to trade him. I don't know what the official timeline is here, but last time it lasted from April 1st when he was DFA'd through April 5th.
0: Okay,
1: when April 5th hit. He was placed on outright waivers, and that's what would happen again. He would go through the waiver process again. Again, I don't know how long that process is, but it lasted last time from April 5th through 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on April 7th. If he's not claimed, the Yankees would assign him to AAA. He would be outrighted. Or, well, he would be assigned waiting to be outrighted. This time, however, he can deny so he couldn't do that last time he would be able to deny this outright uh, assignment and he could become a free agent. So again, he would be DFA'd the Yankees would explore trade options. He would be wavered. If he was not claimed, he would be assigned to AAA. then Florial can either accept or deny and become a free agent or go to AAA. So that is the answer to that. It is a weird process, but now that, now that it has already happened that one time, uh, it all has to happen is one time, then they can deny that assignment and become a free agent. So interesting. that's obviously something that would be a conversation he would have with his agent um, right. and they would get feelers out. I mean, throughout this whole process, they'd be having feelers like how do other teams feel about me? Is there any interest like to understand um, because it'd be like teams be like, well, we don't want to trade for you but we would be interested in signing you Mm. you that type of thing so Mm -hmm. thanks again for your question danny again don't forget to drop questions throughout the week and you could be a part of the show on our fridays um stacy this week and uh friday night matchup nestor versus louis varland domingo herman versus tyler molly and of course it's uh, jackie robinson day on saturday and then uh, garrett versus pablo lopez on sunday that's the premier matchup right like that that's sunday game i don't care how these next two games goes that that's the game
0: yeah yeah that's the big one Yeah, because the Twins made that trade with the Marlins. They traded away Arias and got Lopez for a reason. So, yeah, it's a big one.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a big one. Um, So make sure to hit that subscribe button so you can be a part of it coming up on Monday when we break down that matchup and everything else that happened over the weekend. And, of course, preview everything that's going on this coming week. Got Angels and Blue Jays here this week. So, uh, you know, my halos see see how they do uh, at yankee stadium and see shohei go off remember last time shohei was there um things happened yeah uh things anyway uh we'll talk about all that uh coming up this week so don't forget to hit that subscribe button here on youtube if you're on the audio side jump on over to the youtube side it is linked in the episode description anyway that's gonna do it for the weekend i am steve granato
0: and i'm stacy gotsulius we'll see you on monday